0: Romanticizing your life doesn't mean you are or become oblivious to the day-to-day challenges of life. It means shifting your perspective and shifting your mindset to believe that everything is happening for you. The mundane becomes fun and obstacles become challenges. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs, building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello my friends and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me today as always and as per the usual as well. I'm very excited to dive into today's topic. It is something that some people might think is controversial. This has been like a topic on it. I've seen on TikToks, a lot of influencers kind of talk about this and I've just seen this like topic arise in general probably during and post-COVID. And I think it's sort of this like mindset challenge that I'm excited to talk about. So today's topic is about romanticizing your life. And I think that the controversy comes from this belief that if you're romanticizing your life, you're sort of out of touch with reality or just kind of lying to yourself about what is or could be happening. But I don't think that's the case. I think if you romanticize your life, In a way that is smart and more of a mindset shift, I think it can really shift your life and shift your perspective. So I'm excited to talk about this today and talk about kind of the pros and cons and how I romanticize my life and especially in like very certain aspects and the benefits I've seen from it. So I'm really excited to dive in. And the first thing I want to talk about is the kind of pro and con thing and maybe the the narrative around like romanticizing your life So don't get me wrong. I understand that there are certain ways that we could over romanticize that is almost to the point of like denying the truth of something or essentially just kind of like, I don't want to say lying to yourself, but potentially where you get to the point where you're not in touch with like what's actually happening. And I I do see that as a con because it could be self-destructive it could be destructive to your mindset in a way that it's almost like you there's something I'm like searching for a word I'm searching for it's almost like you kind of live in like a make-believe world I guess right so for me I guess the example I could pull from that would be several years ago when I was in that like really bad headspace I was lying to myself telling myself everything was okay and I was believing those lies. I was I was pushing so hard to believe that I was okay and that nothing was wrong that I eventually believed them but my subconscious was the the part of me that was dealing with all of the trauma, the anger, the grief, etc. So that's a way we obviously don't want to romanticize our lives and I wasn't romanticizing anything, believe me. I, life was not good. I was just telling myself it was fine and I was telling myself... I guess you could call it manifesting, but the way I was approaching it wasn't manifesting. It was just like denial. I was telling myself, like, no, it'll be okay. I'll just get, like, this will happen and I'll be fine. This will happen and I'll be fine. This will happen and I'll be fine. I just kept telling myself, like, all of this stuff would come to me. And that part is, I guess, manifesting, but I didn't believe it. Like, I didn't actually believe anything good was going to happen. I didn't believe I was going to get the jobs I was applying for. I didn't believe I would. Be better. I, I didn't believe I would get better, so I was manifesting in the form of telling myself it was gonna be okay, but I didn't believe it, so I wasn't actually manifesting anything. And I was more so in denial, but without the romanticizing. Like I wasn't telling myself lies that were a false narrative to like what my life was currently at. It was just kind of this story I was telling myself to bel- to grasp onto straws, to grasp onto any sort of relief. So that is, I guess, a form of romanticizing that could be really toxic, that is completely unbeneficial, and like I said, basically a, a strong form of denial where we're not actually acknowledging like what's going on, the healing work we need to do, the whatever we need to address in our lives. So that's obviously a con. We don't want to get into the parts where we're believing like a false narrative about Particularly like life events or, or current events, right? We don't want to tell ourselves, you know, everything's fine when there are there is a lot of bad happening in the world. There is a lot of grief happening in the world, and those things aren't good. And we don't want to put ourselves in a position of denial to believe those things aren't happening, and we're just like we're putting up a, a glass wall between us and them, right? We that's that's not healthy, that's toxic, that's that's denial, right? So If you are someone who believes romanticizing your life is not good or toxic, that's the part you're thinking of, right? But I want to try and spin a different light on this. I want to try and shed some new light on this. Because I do think that there are ways romanticizing our lives could be very beneficial. And I'm not talking about the surface level stuff you see on TikToks. Like I've seen a lot of TikToks go around of romanticize my life with me. And it's just like a day in the life. But it's all like the best things they do that day. Like it's, you know, going to the gym and going shopping, seeing friends, getting this gorgeous dinner. Like that's not something you do every day. We all know that. So that's not the narrative I want to spin. I want to get very clear on what we're not talking about (laughs) before we talk about what we are talking about. You know, those videos, like, it's it's so great to see the day in the lives, but I think it can be very easy to forget that social media in general, particularly Instagram and TikTok, are very much highlight reels of our lives, right? Day in the lives, we're not showing you, like, sitting at our computers for eight hours working. We're showing you the highlights, the fun parts, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think, as long as everyone's acknowledging the complicated parts, the boring parts, the hard parts, right? And I'm actually thinking as I talk this out that next week's podcast will be on the topic of like fear of social media, because that's something that's been really relevant in my life since I moved back up here. And it's something I think we could actively work through together. So that'll be next week's topic, a little prelude to that. But anyways, I think that those types of deals, it, it can get hard to grasp onto what is reality. But that's also someone else's life you're looking at someone else's life and how they're romanticizing it and you're not in their shoes you're not living their day-to-day so you don't know what actually is happening we are talking about romanticizing your life so let's dive into this the positives of it i think the ways it can benefit us and to start i think shifting even our mindset on romanticizing is where is where we need to start right So we're not romanticizing our lives to put rose-colored glasses on, to deny what's actually happening, right? We are romanticizing our lives or parts of our lives, really particular parts, to shift our mindset, to shift what we believe is potentially negative or unpleasant about what's happening. So let me give you a real-life example of something that I do. The blog is something that I love. It's a way for me to express just a lot about my life. It's a way for me to connect with readers. It's a way for me to grow my audience, etc. The blog has been a part of LaRue since day one. It's very important to me and I do believe from a business standpoint blogs are on the up and up so it's definitely something I want to keep and I love doing it but it's not always the most fun thing to do it's not always the most like fun and exciting thing to sit down I usually end up I don't want to say dreading it but I usually end up like making sure I have a specific amount of time I carve out whereas like okay recently I told you guys that I really wanted to get back into the newsletter make make it a priority make sure I'm really putting in my all like 110% on it and that's been really fun because it's something I do Thursday morning, so it goes out the following day. And I do it while I'm still sitting on the couch, kind of after my morning routine. I'm cozy. I have my coffee. I'm looking out the window. It's really quiet. And I'm just focusing on that. Like that's that's my time to do it. And it's been really fun the last couple weeks. But the blog is something I usually just throw in somewhere in my week and I carve out time for it. and I just tr- I try and power through, right? And I don't love that. So a few weeks ago, I want to say, I don't know, maybe, maybe sometime around the beginning of the year, I thought to myself, okay, how can I romanticize this scenario? of Like, how can I make this more fun? So something that I've been doing, <laughs> this is very like childlike Lauren speaking up, this is, this is 11 year old Lauren speaking up, but it's so sweet and it makes it fun, is I imagine I'm sitting at the offices of Cosmopolitan or the New York Times or Vogue or some sort of amazing office. I've got this beautiful office I'm sitting in, like this corner office, great views of Manhattan, got my coffee on my desk, and I imagine I am some sort of recognized, published, amazing writer at one of these magazines writing my post that's going to get published in print and on the web for this publication, and millions and millions of eyes are going to be looking at it. So that puts not bad pressure on me it just puts me in a space to make sure I'm writing my best I'm writing good content that I know is valuable because the blog is not about me it's about you guys it's about how I can add value to your life right the podcast is where I get into more intimate details of my life and myself because I'm here sitting, talking to you, right? So you can hear it with tone and, you know, it's it's much more personable. The blog is all about how I can add value to whoever is reading it, how I can give their life value, how I can help them, how I can help them come to a resolution or figure out what's wrong and how to solve it, whatever. So I've been really trying to romanticize sitting down and writing a blog I picture that scenario, or I picture myself laying on the beach in some sort of gorgeous, remote place of the world, some sort of small corner of the universe, writing a blog on the beach, it's quiet. I've got coffee next to me. I just hear the waves crashing. And it's this peaceful moment to just sit down and write. I have always loved writing. You guys know I wanted to get into publishing. That was something, I mean, I got my degree in English and English Lit. So, It's something that's very close to my heart. and It's something that's always been a part of me. And I wanted to make sure that when I sat down to write the blogs, it wasn't something that I dreaded. Because this is something I know will always be a tried and true of LaRue. And as the business grows and eventually I'm hitting my five and ten year goals and I have employees, and LaRue is a huge brand, you know, there will be other people writing it. Eventually, I'd like to see LaRue become some sort of an online publication, where it's, it's like an online press paper, or a newspaper, or online forum, where, you know, lots of writers are contributing, and etc. But right now, it's me, myself, and I. It's my voice, and I want to make sure that, to put my all in it, I'm really making the scenario feel fun. So I put some music on, I imagine whatever scenario feels like best for me that day when I'm writing, and I romanticize the situation. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no denial in that. That's just letting me get in a better headspace, shifting my perspective, shifting my mindset to make whatever I'm working on feel good. Romanticizing your life doesn't mean you are or become oblivious to the day-to-day challenges of life. It means shifting your perspective and shifting your mindset To believe that everything is happening for you. The mundane becomes fun and obstacles become challenges. I think that that is such an incredible mindset to have because instead of dreading something or instead of fearing something or instead of feeling angry about something you have to do, it becomes exciting. It becomes a challenge. It becomes a way for you to express who you are in a stronger, more fun, more exciting way. When I sit down at the blog, it's always an expression of me, but if I'm not giving up my all and I'm not showing up 110%, that blog that day that I write might not be and likely wouldn't be my best work, right? So that's not a full expression of me, but when I sit down, I've got my coffee or my Diet Coke, (laughs) I'm a Diet Coke fiend. If it's the afternoon like or I sit down on the couch and I just do it and I I imagine like I'm some sort of writing exec at one of these amazing publications or I'm on the beach luxury is surrounding me this beautiful view the waves are crashing that makes the writing scenario that makes the process simply feel fun. So that's what I'm talking about today. That's what I want to talk to you guys about When I say romanticizing your life, I'm not talking about denying real life situations and real life problems. I'm not talking about putting on rose colored glasses to the real world. I'm talking about ways you can shift your mindset and shift your perspective around things that perhaps were once fun and aren't anymore or something that feels very mundane and how to make it fun. Another scenario I like to imagine with this is that I'm just simply in like a bustling office of writers and I hear keyboards tapping and stories churning and minds running and that gets that that gets my hamster wheel running. That gets my mind revving. That makes me excited about whatever I'm going to talk about. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with romanticizing day to day scenarios that lets you feel more excited about whatever you're about to tackle. Romanticizing isn't something that I think needs to be a bad thing. I think there are bad ways to do it and ways that could be toxic like we just, you know, established. But I think overall it should be something that feels fun. So, when you are romanticizing your life, I want you to let's do a little exercise. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And pick something that you do once a week or daily that doesn't feel fun. I'm sure a lot of people, first things that come to mind perhaps are exercise or maybe a class you have to go to that isn't fun or whatever. Maybe it's a part of your day-to-day job and duties that you just like really hate doing. Pick something, up, whatever comes to the top of your mind. And think about the ways you could romanticize it so for exercise what comes to mind for me is thinking about like something that I've had issues with over the last year and a half or year and two months I'm getting ahead of myself since moving here is I have a gym in my building and previously when I was living in Florida I went to a gym that was up the street from my house and It really motivated me walking in there because there were a ton of people working out. Everyone was like trying their hardest, just in their zone, paying attention to their music and their workout and just doing their thing, right? And that felt really motivating to me because, you know, I went at the same time every day. And so that 6 a.m. crowd that I would always see, I saw them making progress and they saw me making progress. There were a few times where these two girls who always used to work out together came up to me and just congratulated me saying, like, you look so great. You've done so good. I'm, we're so happy for you, etc. And that's always been really motivating to me. And then when I moved here, I noticed how quickly I lost that motivation because I just have an in-building gym. You know, it's got minimal equipment. It's very basic. It's, it's a, I don't know. I don't know how big it is. I'm not good at, like, measuring that. <laughs> but it's a, you know, a decent-sized room. But it's not like this huge gym where people are you know, grinding their workout out and like loud music's revving and it's just got that like high vibe energy, you know? So something that I've also been doing is romanticizing the gym. And (laughs) this is funny because I don't know that I would ever actually do like any sort of workout competition, but I always think about like, okay, I'm training for a marathon or which is hilarious because I don't run. I, it's so hard on my knees Um, especially after surgery like the 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 shock absorption just is so hard and just goes right to my knees Um, but it's funny like I'll try and romanticize it and think like okay I'm in the gym like I've got all these badass people working around around me who are strong and motivate me and etc and inspire me or I'm training for something or when I'm on the treadmill I imagine like I'm climbing a beautiful mountain or something like that. Those scenarios are just simply beneficial to your mindset because here's here's like the the juice of this long term as you're romanticizing. Let's let's play this out. If I were to do this every time I wrote a blog, let's go back to the blog scenario. If I were to romanticize it every single time I wrote a blog for a year. So that's one blog a week. So that's 52 times I would do that in a year, right? Over time, that thought, that romanticization of this scenario in my life is going to become habitual. And eventually, the mindset shift that I believe I would experience would be that a year from now or 20 times of writing a blog from now or however long it takes, I would sit down for a blog and that commitment would already be there that i don't need to romanticize it does that make sense like that commitment that excitement that knowing that okay maybe a million eyes will actually see this blog that mindset will already exist there because it's become a habit of romanticizing my life of romanticizing this scenario to believe it could be really fun or there's opportunity here like there is really big opportunity and that that's a great example for the gym you know you're making daily progress every time you go to the gym or work out or go to yoga or Pilates or whatever, you know, bumps your grind. So something that is really great about that, especially if you do something like that daily, like I work out five or six days a week. So when I'm romanticizing that, eventually it's going to become habitual for me to think like, okay, I do need to work hard because I am I am getting stronger. I am getting more motivated. I am getting more lean or whatever you're, you're looking to do in the gym. You know, for me, I've told you guys, it's always been about – building an internal strength you know of feeling like I can always protect myself is really important to me um and that's something I've been working really hard in the gym so I'm trying to build a lot of muscle so you know of course I don't want to imagine scenarios where I need to protect myself but I like knowing and I like going to the gym and having this habitual thought of every day I'm getting stronger every day I'm getting more and more in my physical power, which is so important to me after all of the trauma my body has experienced. All of the surgeries, all the injuries I've had, I've broken several bones, like that's really important to me. I want to make sure I'm strong, especially because the mindset around that, the, the the, I guess, decreasing mindset would be, you know, I know what my body used to be capable of. As a competitive dancer, I was very strong. I had a you know, very strong physique. I I just, I was in really, really good top-notch shape. And then I lost that going to college and just kind of moving away from dance because I was no longer working out 30 hours a week. So for me, I think the romanticization has been a process of trying to create a habitual thought pattern that lets me believe the results I see in that romanticization are coming true. So if that doesn't make sense, again, like I said, it would be for the blog. Okay, eventually I'm going to get to this mindset that I do believe millions of eyes are going to see it and that scenario happens. Or maybe a really cool magazine, like a cool online publication like Refinery29 or even Vogue, I don't know, came across my website one day and said, hey, can we publish this in our publication as well? Romanticizing for me has become this place to allow more opportunity to happen, So again, like I said, it's not denial. It's not pretending that something is happening that's not. It's just shifting your mindset, shifting your perspective to believe more opportunity exists, more abundance exists, more ways for growth exists, and you're doing it in a way that feels fun, that feels exciting, that feels, again, like growth, right? And then there are ways that we can do like minimal romanticizing that does have that sort of like, TikTok effect, I guess, of, you know, this is my like life in a day. But I think the little things that make the mundane fun are really exciting. It does feel fun. It does make the the, the habits you practice daily. It does make the routines you practice daily a little bit more fun, a little bit more exciting because we never want to get to the point where habits that are now habitual you know so habitual meaning they're not really something you think of you just do them like they're just completely a part of your routine you never want those to get boring because once they start getting boring and once you start dreading them or resenting them you're gonna stop and then you're gonna be at a place where okay I need to start this up again right so when something gets boring that's also a really great opportunity to start romanticizing And I think really great ways we can do this are ways we potentially feel in lack. So an example of this is if you're someone who is looking to be in a relationship and your dating life has been like mundane or not great or you've just gone on like a series of bad dates, the way to romanticize that would be go on dates by yourself. Start dating yourself in ways that you want to be dated. <laughs> so take yourself out to a really great restaurant, have a great glass of wine or whatever your cup of tea is. Order the best meal, read a book, or you know, chat with a friend while you're on while you're on the date, or do whatever feels good to you. Date yourself the way you want want to be dated. That's a way to romanticize something that's gotten boring or not fun, or again, that that dread feeling. You don't want to date dreading. You don't want to dread dating because you're looking to find someone like you. You want to potentially be in a relationship. I think the thread on social media with with romanticizing your life has been about materialistic things like buying yourself flowers and decorating your apartment full of flowers or, you know, going and having like this beautiful breakfast in the morning or like taking a spontaneous trip somewhere. That's all materialistic. That all costs money. And that's not all. A, that's not a position where we might all be in, right? So I think the romanticization that I'm talking about is, like I said, it's about shifting your perspective. It's about shifting your mindset. It's about making the boring fun. It's about making the mundane exciting again. It's about making what you feel scared about feel good, feel like a challenge instead of an obstacle. I think when you romanticize your life in a way that feels honest, but makes things exciting. That's when you're doing something right. That's when you're living intentionally. And that is when you're shifting your mindset. And essentially, I'm I'm realizing as I talk this out, I'm believing and thinking that this is another form of pruning away old neural pathways to believe you can't do something or that this act of doing something has to be boring or you have to fight it or you have to keep putting it off Whatever is a habit, a negative habit that you've created, like if I had created putting the blog off until last minute, my way of changing that would be to start romanticizing it, right? It doesn't need to be about material things. It doesn't need to be about buying yourself flowers. I mean, by all means, do that. Like I do that all the time. But that's not how you romanticize your life, because that's just that's just putting, you know, sugar coating on an already frosted cake. I don't know if that just made sense, but I think you get what I'm saying romanticizing your life in an intentional way which is always the conversation we're having here always 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 about intentionality romanticizing your life in an intentional way means shifting your mindset about the things you once believed were negative becoming positive so writing the blog becomes this fun exciting I'm in an office bustling with people my blog after it gets edited and published is going to appear on all of these amazing publications. Like that's fun for me. That doesn't cost me anything. That doesn't require me to do anything. It just asks me to show up a little bit better and a little bit more with a little bit more excitement. That is how I think you can romanticize your life. And that's how I think everyone can do it. It's not about financial accessibility. It's about your mindset. It's about shifting perspective. It's about pivoting around things that once felt like work or once felt not fun making the making the unfun fun. So this was a quick and quick and easy podcast. I feel like this topic is like I kind of opened with it can be really controversial. It can be very surface level. I would say that's probably the issue with, with most social media in regards to this topic is romanticization becomes this sort of materialistic surface level thing where you're just changing the the material around you. You're changing the looks and the appearance of your life, but you're not changing within. You're not changing internally. And that's, isn't that the point of all of it to romanticize your life for it to, if, whatever you're romanticizing to eventually become true, right? It opens opportunities, buying yourself flowers and buying yourself a new couch and, You know, making your apartment beautiful isn't going to change your life. It's just going to make it look prettier. So it's about romanticizing the things internally that will eventually reflect externally. It's about yielding results through the power of almost like a reverse manifestation. Telling yourself something is happening to believe it one day can become true right? That's, that's what we do when we journal. We write in the present tense as if our dreams have already come true. That's what romanticizing is. Speaking in the present tense of an opportunity you want to exist. Wow. I'm going to leave it right there. That was a hell of an ending. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> so that's what I've got for you guys today. I feel like this was a quick and easy, really blunt podcast. I'm hoping that I continue to churn these out just like this. Uh, it felt really easy to talk about this. So, like I said, next week will be I don't know if it'll be a fear of social media, but probably just like a social media topic in general. I've s- pretty much skirted around that topic in so many podcasts and I talk about it. And I just want to talk about like my relationship with it and yeah, kind of where I'm at with that. So, <laughs> that's for next week. Anyways, you guys know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.